The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, Father's Day edition 2019. I am Brian Wickert, and here with my son, my one and only son, David Wickert, who's a licensed loan consultant and consultant team manager. Good morning, David. Good morning. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Every day is Father's Day at Acunet Mortgage. <laughs> That's right. And uh, and uh, if you have a comment or question, you can call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. All right, so in getting ready for the show, I thought, well, you know, when when your mother and I bought our first house in 1984, May 35 years ago, and I looked up the date, it's May 25th, 1984. Wow. In the city of Milwaukee for just $53,500, we did not ask our parents for much advice. I think the generational thing with baby boomers, the general attitude is we, the young people, know more than our parents. So I sometimes feel the same way. Uh, but don't you think that it's, the millennial generation is is much 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 more open to yes. their parents advice did jack want to give you advice yes ah. and then uh but i did accept money from him for the down payment <laughs> I, w- I won't take your advice but i will take your, take money. your money uh he uh, jack was a could fix anything electrician mm-hmm. and so he was our home inspector because home inspectors were not a thing hmm. back in 1984 i, I just wasn't there and one other thing that didn't change, I selected my lender, which was Norwest Mortgage, mm-hmm. subsequently purchased by Wells Fargo, because one of my coworkers at Jensen Music Publications, sure, where I was paid, I looked it up because I found my loan application, 13000 American dollars a year, mm. working as their copy editor, writing pithy descriptions of music. This haunting, uh, yes. This haunting, this velvety and haunting jazz number will be the perfect hmm. sleeper for your concert. Yes. Anyway, so that's how I found Mortgage Lender. That hasn't changed. People still get recommendations Referrals. from their friends yes. and neighbors and coworkers. All right. So back in 35 years ago, this I'll, I'll get to the punchline here, but I have an amazing factor share. So 30-year fixed rates were 13.5% in hmm. 1984, having come down from like 18. Hmm. So it was like, oh, that's not so bad. We, uh, in the average, according to Freddie Mac, you had to pay 2.4 points, one point being 1% of the loan amount. We put 5% down, so that was $2,700, and we had to pay Norwest Mortgage two points up front, plus a one-point origination fee. So we paid three points. I totaled up the actual dollars, including those fees to the lender, the appraisal, the title, the closing, all that. $2,150 we paid in 1984 dollars. Yeah of what we would now call loan costs. What are Acunet's normal loan costs, including appraisals? $1,188. So, yes, we are uh, like a gra- almost a grand less in closing costs than what we paid. In 2019 dollars. In 20, yeah, right. All right, so, all right, what does that add all up to? We had a mortgage payment, including taxes and monthly PMI, because we put 5% down. Our monthly payment was 771 Okay. All right, so now fast forward, that same house, I was looking at pictures on the MLS today, yep. sold for $100,000 in 2017. Oh, wow. 
And in fact, I was showing you when you got here this morning that yes. I've got a picture of my dad and I in the upstairs where we put drywall up in the second story, and I did a hor- horrible job. <laughs> that drywall still exists in that house because I saw the same picture. Yes. Anyway, let's pretend that it went up 6% the last two years since it last sold. I'm using 112.4 current value. You could buy that very same house today, David, with 5% down and your total payment. Because rates are now 3.99% would only be 55 bucks more Whoa. today for buying that exact same house as it was 35 years ago. Folks, that is the difference of interest rates. Yeah, I mean, 13.5 versus 3.99, we are living at a good time mm-hmm. to be uh, buying houses. The other thing that's kind of a other bad commentary for cities around the United States the property tax bill only has gone from 1888 mm-hmm. when we bought it 35 years ago up to 2400 that's basically negative when you bake in inflation correct correct so the city is not getting all right so that's a lot of interesting stuff but now let's turn that around into what advice would i give uh to a first time home buyer today i've got six tips and i'm going to share those to with everybody right after this break you're listening to the Acunet mortgage and realty show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, uh, here we go with my six fatherly bits of advice for first time home buyers. Number one, of course, start with the financing and get a fully verified pre approval before you start fantasizing about you know which home you want to buy Mm -hmm. all right that's kind of fundamental we think we have a particularly good program the rock solid fully verified we know we know guaranteed uh, pre-approval all right number two stretch if at all possible and buy the home you could see yourself living in for 20 years rather than well we're just gonna buy a starter home and in that same vein I would avoid buying a condo as my first home really Mm mm-hmm okay because my idea is, my, my fundamental fear and opportunity are twofold, the reason behind the suggestion. One, rates are really low right now. Yeah. And, you know. You'd probably, rather be able to grow into a house than your starter home becomes small too quickly. Correct. This is my philosophy. And we're going to talk about this later in the show. There will be, at some point in the next five to ten years, oh, wait, that's the window when most people say, I'm going to sell my starter home and buy a new one. There are going to be fundamental large changes to the mortgage financing world as the government tries to change how Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac operate. Right now, they're wards of the United States government, and we're trying to get them out of that, okay? And so I think that's going to mean higher rates uh, in the future. Why not lock in a rate at 3.99 now, mm. you know, for the next 20 years? You don't have to worry about rates, what rates are going to be yes. when you buy your next home. Uh, the other fundamental demographic cha- uh, thing, this fact that's not changing, is there are more buyers than sellers, and America is not building enough homes or enough affordable homes. So, well, you know, home... Not pre- even just America. Let's just say Milwaukee. Okay. I mean... Within the sound of my voice, uh, yeah, that's true. And and the fundamental problem there is home prices are going up at 6.2% per year, according to our best available information. And yeah. the general wage inflation is only three yeah. wage increases. 
that is a losing proposition. You are losing ground every year. Uh-huh. And when you extend that kind of a gap out over seven years, uh, it becomes more significant. Acute, as they might say. It becomes acute. Hey, and another tip, though, how, how can you stretch? Maybe you drive a less fancy car. Instead of having that car with a five or $600 monthly payment or lease, yeah. uh, tone that down. Mm-hmm. Don't drive the Accord. Get the Civic, you know. And and put that money towards a house rather than... Well, if it's all borrowed money, you can either have that go toward your car or swing that for a little bit more house. Correct. All right, so that's number two, stretch if at all possible. All right, number three is related. Pay attention to property taxes, schools, and location. Those are all kind of bundled together, I guess, into location. Mm-hmm. So the subcategory on number one is, hey, if you think you're getting a good deal, we're getting a good deal because, well, it's right next to a gas station. Or it's kind of on a busy street, but we're paying, you know, 25 thousand. No, you're not getting a good deal. You're paying what that's worth because of that location deficiency in the location. Yeah. So I remember when we moved back to Cedarburg from California where you were born, we were going to buy this lovely house in Cedarburg on County Road I, uh, which was the main road to get to Grafton. And we decided to sit in front of the house and count how many cars went by. Mm. Uh, A lot. And so we decided not that to. That sounds like mom's idea. I think it was my idea. Making sure that I wouldn't that. get clipped by a car driving by? Well, and, you know, just the noise and the danger to a little toddler yeah. like you. All right. Thank you. Up. Yeah, you're welcome. And, um, you know, of course, schools, that matters. You know, a lot of first-time homebuyers don't have kids yet, but and they don't think about that. And then all of a sudden they have, oh, you know, now we have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and now we care about schools where we didn't before. Yeah. Well, consider that as you're buying up front. Then the other thing that goes along with all of those locational items is property taxes. Whenever we pre-approve someone for a mortgage, we're really pre-approving them for a payment. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's $2,000 a month. Well, you can either chew up some of that $2,000 with a lot of money going towards property taxes, or if you buy in a lower tax area, then you have more payment left over for principal and interest, which means bigger better house yes all right and we can we can show you how to calculate that with our cool mobile application there are your first three fatherly tips we'll wrap up with my last three fatherly tips for first-time home buyers when we come back after this break you're listening to the Acuda mortgage and realty show on news radio 620 wtmj Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, we uh, covered the first three tips of my fatherly advice for first-time home buyers. Number one was start with a fully verified pre-approval. Number two was stretch and buy a home you can see yourself living in for 20 years rather than just a starter home. Number three was pay attention to location, which includes property taxes and school quality. All right, number four, use an experienced buyer's agent. Mm -hmm. The importance of this cannot be overstated. And it always, you know, a lot of people get real estate agents through word of mouth. Uh, But if you have some, and everybody needs to gather experience, but um, really experienced buyer's agents know how to negotiate and navigate when the going gets tough. Mm -hmm. And most real estate transactions go fine. But I'd say 33% of them have some snag. They go finer when you have a experienced buyer's agent. Absolutely. Maybe it feels like it's going fine because your buyer's agent is so good 
that, that they yeah. smooth out all the rough parts. Well, and, you know, it's not only in the helping you buy the right house at the right price. Mm-hmm. It's to, what I had in my mind was navigating the hurdles and, and problems like yeah. in, on inspection. Right. You know, that can come up. Okay, how are we going to work through this? Or are we looking to, for the exit? Uh, that sort of a thing. And it amazes me at, at how people don't check out their real estate agents. You know, like, oh, you did two transactions last year. Mm. Not enough. Not enough. You know, I think the average real estate agent does something like four transactions. On both sides? Or combined uh, on either side? Single digits is your point. Yeah, single digits. And that's just because there are so many part-time real estate agents. You know, and so obviously, just like a heart surgeon, I want to go to the heart surgeon who has lots of reps and a lot of practice at their craft. Yeah. That is the kind of buyer's agent I would like. And I can help people find buyer's agents through Acunet Realty Advisors. We think we know. And, you know, we have experience dealing with uh, agents who do a great job. We see them in action. We know who's good. That's right. All right, so use an experienced buyer's agent. Number five, don't be afraid to overpay a little. In this market, you may need to willingly overpay. Yeah. And that is really hard for first-time home buyers to do. Now, if you are just putting 3% down, the absolute minimum, or 0% down, you don't have wiggle room. But if you're putting 10% down, all right, if all, all that's going to happen if you have to overpay by, let's say, Five grand is the cost of your mortgage insurance is going to go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You don't have to change the amount that comes out of your pocket for down payment. It's not nearly as bad as you think. And so yeah. we are showing people every day how little it hurts to perhaps willingly overpay for the home of your dreams. Don't be afraid to overpay a little bit. Uh, and lastly, number six, if you're buying an older home like your sister and brother-in-law did, David, yeah. in, say, Wauwatosa or something like that. Hey, the house was built in 1936. You know, that was the year we bought, or the year that a house was built, of the first home that your mother and I bought. Sure. Send your real estate agent or go yourself down to the building inspector's office and check and see, especially because a lot of those homes have had remodeling done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, we finished the upstairs or blah, blah, blah. See if permits were pulled. All right. Hmm. And then also look at the real estate condition report because I have literally seen, I can think of one instance right now where on the real estate condition report, the seller has to indicate whether or not work was done to the property without permits. Yeah. So this is especially true if the seller is honest and tells you, yes, I had work done and I didn't get permits. Like, yeah, I put in that whole bathroom upstairs and remodeled the whole second floor and put it in the new kitchen. I didn't get permits. If you know that, if that is disclosed to you, the problem is when you go to sell, you have to disclose right. that you're aware that work was done without permits. Secondly, that tax bill that you're looking at and counting on, oh, this is what my tax payment's going to be, might be artificially low. Correct. And you might be in for a bad surprise, you know, when when you know the next tax bill comes out because the seller never told the city that they have now one more bathroom and a bedroom and way more square feet. Mm-hmm. And then I got to check this out. I don't know for sure. But I think if work was done without permits and you knew it, right, because the seller disclosed it to you, yeah, I might jeopardize your homeowner's insurance. You know, I'm thinking if the place burned down because of bad electrical work and you knew it and didn't fix it, mm. I'm going to check with Bob Andrew over at Waller Andrew and see if that's, if you're somehow liable. For the net difference in well, the payout? something that, hey, you didn't. 
you knew you owned a home that wasn't up to code hmm. or, you know, that had work, like, especially electrical, I'm thinking. Yeah. That didn't have work done. So, you know, that's kind of nitty gritty, but in a perfect world. It matters. I would not buy a home that didn't have permits for remodeling work. And But then, of course, if you insist on the seller getting permits, they're going to say, well, I'm not taking your offer. Yeah. I'm going to go with that buyer who's not so uptight. Yeah. Tough, tough call in today's market. All right. When we come back after the news, um, I want to talk about a customer that I ran into or a potential customer at an event at Children's Hospital and and um, tell you about how their purchase of a new home in Florida mm-hmm. might be jeopardized by the changes forthcoming from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Hey, remember, if you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk or text line, which is 414-799-1620. So I got, David, I got to go to a uh, Children's Hospital Research Institute event on Wednesday. That's kind of tucked right in behind the parking structure mm-hmm. and in between the freighter, or no, the Medical College of Wisconsin. Anyway, got to see some cool stuff like they're working on genetic stuff. That's amazing. Huh. Eye diseases. Did you know they, they do the research on zebrafish? Uh, is that a real fish? That is a real fish, about an inch long. And wow. so we got the tour. We are looking at this room with 25,000 zebrafish, and I asked the doctor because I thought, all right, well, where are all the one-eyed zebrafish yeah. that happen after you're done looking at their eyeball? Turns out you don't have to take their eyeball out because their entire body is translucent. You can hmm. see right in there and do stuff. So no one-eyed zebrafish doing important research on type 1 juvenile diabetes to try to figure out why is the incidence per thousand of children increasing and happening at a younger age? Mm-hmm. The answer, probably diet. And uh, and then oh, they can take one of your blood cells, mm-hmm. regress it to make it a stem cell, and then reprogram the genetics, genetics and make it anything they want. Need some extra heart cells to rebuild your heart, liver, whatever? Wow. Yeah, customized medicine. So anyway, so I meet this nice couple there that's also a guest, and actually the wife is involved with the event somehow as a volunteer. And they say, you know what, we were going to call you anyway, Brian. Nice to meet you, you mm-hmm. know, because... We listen to you all the time on that other FM radio station that raises a lot of money for children's hospital and such. And here's our situation. I sold my accounting practice a few years ago. Mm. And I we want to buy a home in Florida. I hear it's nice there. I hear it's nice there. And ultimately sell our current primary residence and our lake home here in Wisconsin. Okay. How can you help us get from what we have today to then? And by the way, my main concern is... My note income that I got from the sale of my business, because you know how crafty CPAs are, mm-hmm. somehow it was spitting off taxable income for the last three years, but now it's going to be just all principal. So there will be no income showing up on his tax return. Okay. Because uh, he's just getting principal payments sure. on the note. He's like, I don't know if I qualify. Well, I said, not to worry. What can we do, David? Well, we can... Set them up on retirement income distributions to qualify? Well, that would be one tool in our tool. I mean, we can use the note income. Ah, what are the criteria that we need for the note income? Probably at least 12 months of receipt to show that the company that you sold is actually paying you the money, not just on paper, but in actual deposits. Yes. 
And what else? Uh, How long does that social, note income have to last? The next three five years. minutes? That's right. Three, three years three continuance years. minimum. So, Good news uh, is he says it's going to last for five. Cool. And he's still doing some consulting. Okay. So uh, there's a game plan there. Trim that back. So I think we have a great shot. Then, though, you know, he was thinking he wanted a jumbo loan down mm. in Florida. Okay. And I'm telling him, like, let's begin with the end in mind. You know, what sort of a mortgage payment do you want to have? And so we backed into yeah. that. We are probably going to do a Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac $484,350 maximum Fannie Freddie loan for them mm-hmm. um, down in Florida. And then we will lend them some money, maybe a cool quarter million on a bridge loan on their primary residence up here in Wisconsin to, to use for free the up some payment. cash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. So we're in the process of putting that together. But I said to him, you know, the Trump administration is trying to reduce Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's footprint. And it's probably not going to happen like in the next six months. But when when they pull off this purchase in Florida, let's say maybe this fall or early in 2020, mm-hmm. it's going to be their second home. And one of the things you and I have talked about, and I think it's been written about, yep. one of the things Fannie Mae's regulator could do without any congressional oversight, congressional assent, consent, is they could say, why are we helping people buy vacation homes? Is that really the mission of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to promote home ownership? Yeah. Why are we helping people buy vacation homes? So I'm like, just just thought I'd mention that to you, that there is an outside chance that Mark Calabria, the head of Fannie and Freddie's regular, could just decide one day to... Literally by himself. By, by dictatorial edict. Yes. We ain't doing... Second, second home financing anymore. Now, I would hope they'd give us a little heads up yeah. on that. The other reason I want to go Fannie Mae with them is there's no price differential the way the world is now. That would yeah. be another thing that Mark Calabria could do is change the pricing on second homes, and whereas on jumbo loans there often is. All right. When we come back... we got, got a rate roundup for oh, you. Oh, we've got a rate roundup, and I've got another story um, about qualifying income. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, we're back. David, uh, where are mortgage rates as we speak here? Uh, at the close of business on Friday with 25% equity, either on a refinance or a down payment, Acunet could offer 3.99% with an APR of 4.01, which is $995 in loan costs. That's a 30-year fixed rate. 30-year fixed rate. If you wanted to uh, get down to 3875, would cost you about $1,600 in loan costs. APR is 3.9. And I think what our loan consultants do every day is let's just do the math. I had a purchase this week. I said, okay, if you are going to invest to achieve this lower rate let's just understand how old your kids are going to be when you eventually break even okay uh if you were looking at a 15-year fix 3.5 percent which is 995 dollars in cost APR is any 3. points with that David? no point. points ah. no points so what is money that famous is cheap what does that famous freddie mac survey uh have every week oh it comes with points correct and nobody ever reports that of course not <clears throat> all right so i had an email on Friday from a really terrific repeat customer who listens to the show all the time. I won't use her real name. Let's call her Julia, okay. not her real name. Wondering if she should trade in her 3.99% to 
30-year fixed rate loan that, that we provided them with two years ago and go to a 15 or 10-year because she also listens to the Clark Howard Show and somehow, if I understood her email correctly, actually talked to Clark Howard himself and he's like, oh, you should really go to, to a 15 or a 10 because they are in their early 60s. They're right around 60 years old. And so I wrote her an email this morning and the highlights were, hey, your monthly payment right now is $1,318, mm -hmm. $1,318. I could lower your rate to 3.5% on a 15-year. And by the way, the 10-year pricing is worse than the 15-year, at least on our outlets, because there's not that many that get done, yeah. blah, blah, blah. 3.5, no cost, no points, and just $284 for their particular loan amount. But here's the problem, or you know, the kicker, so to speak. Your payment's going to go up six hundred and one dollars. Uh, right. So, do you want to sign up to make a payment a uh, one hundred and eighty times of nineteen hundred and nineteen dollars a month instead of thirteen eighteen? As you up? are staring retirement, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. in the eyeball. Mm. And so, I suggested the following. I said, and I happen to know who their investment advisor is, unless his real name is Jim. I said, if Jim is failing to earn an annual return on your money invested with him of at least 3.99, the rate on your mortgage, mm -hmm. then take that $601 and start paying down your mortgage and see how that feels. Yeah. You know, see if you can do it. By the way, if you did that, you would pay off your existing balance in 15.8 years. Without strapping yourself in. Well, right. Without forever obligating yourself. You can always pay it faster. You can't pay it slower. That is called default and foreclosure. So I said, if your investment advisor, Jim, isn't getting you at least a 3.99 return, then take that extra $601 and pay down your mortgage aggressively. Mm. If Jim is getting you more than 3.99, give the $601 to Jim because you cannot save enough money for retirement. Yes. Um, or you could just do neither and just look at the money in your checking account. And well, have you it could do there. that. And then I made the comment, uh, equity in your home, which is created with a 15-year fixed rate by paying more towards principal each month, is, quote, dead money. The deadest money. The deadest money. You can only get at it by selling your home or borrowing at some future unknown rate. And I pointed out that home equity lines of credit, the most popular way for tapping equity, is currently at five and a quarter hmm. at the prime rate. Now it's probably going to come down. David, what did you tell me the odd? Oh, time for a break. Sorry, you answer that question when we come back. I was about to ask him, what are the odds that the Federal Reserve this Wednesday is going to cut no, 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 next interest July. rates oh. and then July? Okay. You can give us I'll give you both. both numbers when we come back. You're listening to the Acuna Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Asking David, what does the Fed Funds Futures Market, which is a gambling parlor, the where Chicago Mercantile Exchange, sophisticated investors bet on interest rate movements? Yeah. What are the odds of a quarter point rate cut by the Federal Reserve this Wednesday? 23.3%. All right, so basically one out of four chance that they could go early. But the commentary I've read is, well, they're probably not going to do that because there's a G20 meeting where Trump and President Xi uh, should be getting together to talk and maybe alleviate the tariff concerns. Or not. 
Okay, and then the the Fed Reserve the Federal Reserve meets again in July. Yeah, and what are the odds there? Sixty eight percent odds they'll cut by a quarter, and nineteen and a half percent odds they'll cut by a half. So a plurality of almost eighty eight percent that they'll do something. Okay, I'll take the other side of that. All right, bet. so now I think we talked about this in the last week's show. I was talking to somebody, and they're like, "Well, I think I'm going to wait and see what the Fed does." Today's interest rates already reflect. Yes what david just said were the odds of future fed rate cuts yep and so i'd say it's pretty sure the you know it reflects a quarter and by the way the federal funds rate is the shortest possible interest rate that can there can be because it's overnight yeah and and so when they manipulate the fed funds rate it really doesn't have that much effect on a 30 or 15 year mortgage no because that really has to do with the health of the economy. Yes. So it's, it really doesn't pay to wait, um, in my opinion. We are placing a bet on what rates will be after the action rather than choosing what you know right now. Correct. So I, I'm, you know, th- to me there's no economic reason to wait because it's already baked into the cake right now. I got an interesting call from a gentleman out of Chicago who's a retired CEO and I think he said he was 69 years old, and he wanted to sell his more expensive home in the Chicago uh, metro area for, I think he said, seven or 800 grand. Didn't think he'd really clear much. I think he's got a couple mortgages on there, and he wants to downsize to something maybe in the 350 to 400 range, but he was very concerned that he would not qualify for a mortgage because he no longer has the steady W-2 type income hmm. that he had uh, when he was a CEO. And so we talked for a little bit, and uh, I uncovered that he's been consulting with businesses cool. since uh, September of 2017. So he is coming up on two years of self-employedness workness yeah. as a consultant. And even though the income's lumpy, um, I think we can get him done even if because we, we have a full year of self-employment that we will find on his 2018 tax return. Hmm. And I think we could get it done with one year. You thought that two years are bust. I'm the son of a mortgage banker. Pessimism and conservatism is in my blood. All right. Well, until we put it through with accurate information, the yeah. automated underwriting machine, um, we won't know for sure. But then the other lever we have to pull on is? Setting up IRA distributions. That's right. Which is income. That's right. Right. So we can have we can synthesize our own income, and I believe you said he had several hundred thousand dollars of IRA uh, money so we could use that maneuver uh, to get the job done. Lots of ways to help well, people get from here to there. From your story earlier, uh, Acunet Mortgage, pros at the non-traditional income. Yeah, yeah. Things other than W-2 pay stubs. Correct, correct. And, you know, that that's where mortgages are all we do, so we think about them 100% of the time. And yes, I was explaining to somebody who came in for a closing. It was very complimentary of my son-in-law, your brother-in-law, Tim. And they said, wow, I was really surprised at how young he was. He sounded, you know, much older, both vocally and in his knowledge. To be fair, Tim's had a beard since he was like 13, too. So, Well, but that that wouldn't make him look younger. I know. But anyway, and so I made the point that, you know, even though Tim has been loan consulting for two years, he has the benefit because of the way we're set up, of our collective knowledge. We are... A beehive. Yeah. 
we're not artificial intelligence we're real intelligence yes but it's kind of that group or beehive of a knowledge that we bring to the table yeah and even i sometimes i forget stuff like somebody had to correct me on on duplex lending that oh yeah that requires six months of reserve because yeah. i'm not working in the uh in the line, at the surgery table as as much as some of our normal surgeons sure mortgage surgeons all right so the the takeaways uh from today's show are my five tips and you can listen to this on six a don't tell six. Oh, that's right short six fatherly tips for first-time home buyers yes which you can pick up on the podcast that'll be posted uh, shortly uh by the wtmj folks the other takeaway is you know you only know what you know mm -hmm. and so it pays to pick up the phone and talk to somebody although you can always get started on by clicking on the blue button but we're really good at talking to people and kind of teasing out the facts that might help us get from here to there using things like bridge loans or synthesize income from your IRA or note income mm -hmm. is now we can't help everybody I want to point out yeah but we can point a lot of people we do have a, a deal going where we're hoping to improve the, the person's credit score we don't know the answer yet we should know by next week hmm. trying to raise the credit score from 598 to above 620 so that we can do a Fannie Mae loan Fannie Mae will make you a loan if your credit score is under 620 and that only took paying down some credit cards by a few hundred dollars we got all the tools in our toolbox we are we try to we try to be crafty all right all you have to do if you want to find out how much you can say because rates are low rates are low and you don't have to wait till the fed acts you can do it right now just click on the blue button and get a no hassle no social security number required refi checkup and please 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 take the smartest first step that you can and if you're looking to buy a home whether it's your first home a move up home a vacation home, a rental property, get yourself a rocks out guaranteed pre-approval from Acunet. You can get started with that process by, again, clicking on the blue button at accunet.com. That's all we've got for today. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.